Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. What's up, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Coach Sam is back after a few weeks, and I'm so excited because we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Welcome back, Sam. Good to have you back on the podcast. We always have a great time together. Oh, yeah. Good to be back. What are your plans for Thanksgiving, Sam? Are you going back home to the state of New York? I am not. We stay put for the holidays as we've tried in the past to make our way back up there and the weather always got in the way. So we just decided that it was not the case anymore. So I am going to be doing a Friendsgiving. And then on actual Thanksgiving, Joey and I will just have a little a little turkey ourselves. There you go. How's the weather in North Carolina in November? Is it 70 and sunny? Pretty much. <laughs> jealous, jealous. But it has been quite nice in North Dakota the past few days, I have to say. We had some 30-degree snowy weather for a couple weeks, which was not ideal. But finally, we've had some 50 and sunny and the snow melted. So hopefully we can hang on to that for as long as possible because it's it's too soon for winter, especially with all the darkness. Uh, personally, Thanksgiving, well, usually I celebrate twice in October because Canadian Thanksgiving is the second Monday of October, but I was in labor at that time. Uh, so we did not do Canadian Thanksgiving this year, but usually go to the in-laws, have some turkey, all the gravy. I know that we're dietitians, but I'm not going to not put gravy on my entire plate and we'll probably come back to that. But the parents are in town from Canada. As many of you know, if you follow my Instagram Bernie will be finding all the Dots pretzels that exist in Grand Forks to take back to Sudbury. And I will do my annual poll of how many bags will Bernie buy. So definitely uh, (laughs) stay tuned on Instagram for the Dots pretzel shenanigans that happen every year. But let's dive into our 10 tips. So Sam and I are going to go over 10 healthful holiday tips for those that want to stay in line with their health goals over the holiday. And I make sure to say that because some people don't want to stay in line with their goals during the holidays or don't have goals or just don't care, right? And that's okay. If you don't care, if you don't want to make healthier choices, eat until you're 80% full, go for a walk. You don't have to do those things. You can just show up to Thanksgiving, stuff your face and have a great time. Definitely. Yeah. And I think too, we we talk a lot about how we try to get clients to sign up before the holidays to teach you how to navigate the holidays. If it is part of your goals, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'll wait until after the holidays to get started on my goals, but this is a really good time to start understanding how to eat until you're 80% full, the importance of going for a walk after a meal. So you don't have to necessarily be in a calorie deficit to benefit from these points that we're going to make today. Yeah. And that's a really good point mentoring, mentioning the calorie deficit, and I'm sure we'll come back to it. But during the holidays, because 
it's happening. We're we're in it. Like the Christmas stuff is out at every single store. They have been since November first, and it's not always a good time to focus on fat loss. I had a consult with a client recently, and I I told her that it's not always the right time of year to focus on fat loss. And for many people, maintenance is a win during the holidays. And I think that's before we go over these tips, that's a really important thing that I want to make sure we put out there. Maintenance for most people is a win during the holidays. It doesn't mean that you're going backwards. It doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve your goals, but we have to be realistic that this time of year has a lot of social barriers and it's okay to take a break from focusing on fat loss and just enjoying the holidays and not focusing so much on the scale or the inches or your progress in the gym. It's okay to just maintain And I say that to a lot of people in the summer as well. I feel like summer and this next month are two times of the year that maintenance is a win for most. Would you agree, Sam? Absolutely. I have two clients that come in mind as you're talking about that, that we had this conversation this week, in fact, about them being at maintenance. They were actually, they've been at maintenance because we reverse dieted them back up And we're at that stage where they could potentially go back into a calorie deficit. And we really just talked through if this was a good time for that or if they should stay at maintenance for the next month or six weeks or so until we get through the holidays. And both of them decided that they would rather be at maintenance. They were like, it's fun to eat a little bit more. I I like the flexibility. I can do that in the new year. I agree. It's definitely more fun to be at maintenance during the holidays because I personally would like an extra piece of pie. But let's dive in. Number one tip for our holiday season, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast and in our program, it's lose that all or nothing mentality. And I feel like this is significantly worse for people during the holiday season where the mindset might be, well, Thanksgiving only comes around once a year. And because of that mindset, they eat even more than they would than just a regular day going out to the restaurant. It's almost like they're using holidays to justify their actions and their food choices. And I would challenge you to just think about that mindset a little bit of like, like Danny said, are you using it just to justify your behavior in that moment? Or do you really have that scarcity mindset around Thanksgiving and asking yourself why, right? Is it only because you feel like you can only get grandma's sweet potato casserole on Thanksgiving once a year? Well, why can't we have those things other times of the year too? So if you allow that freedom to say, I can technically eat these foods whenever, it gives you more permission to show up in a different way. Right. And that leads to one of our other tips, which is having that abundance mindset. Having an abundance mindset can be confusing because people are like, oh, abundance, you know, eat more, eat all the things. That's an abundance mindset. And it can be like sometimes we do need to eat more and eating enough is definitely important. But 
in in this situation, having an abundance mindset is reminding yourself that there is enough food and that you can have more later and you can have more tomorrow. And that's just just those reminders to yourself have been so helpful for many of my clients in social situations where oftentimes because we restrict once we're in social situations or once we have these holiday get-togethers, because we restricted beforehand, we feel like, oh, finally, I can give myself a break and I can eat more, I can have the drinks. But instead, the abundance mindset is, I can have some now and I can have more later and there's enough, there's an abundance, so I don't need to stuff my face right now. I don't need to eat it all now. There will be more in two hours if I'm still hungry and chances are there's going to be more for four days, right? When you have a holiday (laughs) get together, I feel like the leftovers are never ending to the point that you have to throw some out within a few days or in seven days where it's like, oh, when did we have these? When, when was Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, it was seven days ago. We should probably throw all this stuff out at this point. Um, And people are probably trying to pawn off the food on you. Like, please take some home, take some home. I don't know about you, but I bring my Tupperware to my in-laws every year because I know that they want me to take food and I will gladly take some with me. And that way I have that abundance mindset where I can just have a plate of food, a normal amount of food, and I know I'm taking some home and I can have some for three more days. Totally. I think this also was apparent with Halloween, right? Halloween gets like, we call it Halloween candy, but it's just regular candy that we eat all the time, but maybe it's in the shape of a bat this time, right? So if you have that abundance mindset of like, this candy is around 365, 24, seven, I don't have that feeling of needing to overconsume it during that Halloween week, because I understand that this is just regular candy that's around all the time. But it does taste better in the shape of a pumpkin. I do agree with that. (laughs) But yes, that abundance mindset is a game changer. And once you can finally have it, you have a little bit more peace of mind where you don't feel like you have to eat it all right now, or you have to you know, or you only have one day to eat it. Like I'm going to be bad today and I'm going to be good tomorrow. Like that's an all or nothing mindset. And it's a scarcity mindset where, you know, the abundance mindset is, oh, I'm actually full instead of having pie now because I'm physically full. I'm just going to have pie later or I'm going to have some tomorrow. So it's still going to be there. And there's no better feeling than leaving a holiday get together, not feeling like you are a stuffed turkey and you're in a food coma. It's just like, wow, like I enjoyed that. I had some gravy. I had some potatoes. I had a dessert and I feel physically and mentally good. Like that is the biggest win. So those are our first two tips. Lose that all or nothing mentality and have an abundance mindset. Very similar, but I also like to differentiate them. Number three, which kind of goes with our all or nothing mentality is don't save up your calories or fast all day until that holiday meal. Do you want to start chiming into that one, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is truly one of my favorite tips because again, this is like, you can correlate this to any social event you're doing. This, this doesn't just, um, 
reconcile with like Thanksgiving. So if you're saving up your calories, you're already telling yourself, I am going to overeat later. So from a mental standpoint, you're already saying, I plan on overindulging and feeling terrible later because you're saving up. So instead of doing that, have your normal high protein breakfast. If you're having like a midday Thanksgiving dinner, then do like a snack beforehand, you know, so maybe you don't want a full lunch, but you have a good snack before you go into that 3pm meal. And this will allow you to go into the meal with some hunger cues, as we would call it like a three or four on the hunger scale. And instead of a zero or a one, where you are bound to over consume in that situation. So from a physical and a mental standpoint, this is probably one of my favorite tips. Yeah, I feel like saving up your calories almost always tends to backfire. And this is also why I'm not a huge fan of intermittent fasting, because it's it's almost the same thing where you're, it's almost like a mental justification. Well, I haven't eaten all day, so now I can eat whatever I want and get away with it. And that's why sometimes intermittent fasting doesn't work for some people. They're like, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, because just because you haven't eaten till two doesn't mean you can do whatever you want from two to 9 p.m. You know, it's it's still total daily intake still matters most at the end of the day. So for me and my clients, I would say 99% of the time is it does not work to save up calories for an event or a meal. If it works for you, great. I am so happy for you. But for most people, this tends to backfire. And like Sam said, you don't need to eat a huge breakfast and a big lunch before Thanksgiving, but have a balanced breakfast. And if you do have an early Thanksgiving, like we typically eat at three or four, which is, you know, not dinner time, then lunch is typically a snack that has, you know, protein and fiber. Maybe lunch is even like a yogurt parfait if you haven't already had that for breakfast. Just something balanced so that you don't go into that meal hangry because that's the last thing you want to do is go into a holiday meal at a one or a two on the hunger scale or like that hangry person. Nobody likes a hangry person. Don't be that person. Yeah, you're not you're not the fun sibling at the Thanksgiving table when you're the hangry one. Exactly. So our next tip, um, which is pretty simple, but definitely helpful is use a plate and sit down to eat. At these social get-togethers, I feel like there's lots of finger foods where it's really easy to just walk by and just grab a bite or, you know, standing near the appetizers and just kind of grazing. Um, and those are kind of the 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 next two tips that kind of go hand in hand is use a plate and eat seated and avoid grazing next to the table. I am a grazer. I know myself. I cannot stand and chat right next to the cheese and fruit trays and the dips. I love dips like buffalo chicken dip, artichoke spinach dip. Give me all the dips. I cannot be trusted near the dips. (laughs) Even though I have self-control I also don't at the same time with the dips. So personally, I cannot stand next to the appetizers. And it's very, you can't really keep track of how much you're eating and you don't really have fullness cues 
if you are grazing, but you do have, you can, you can sense those when you are eating off a plate and eating seated and being present with your food. Totally. And I also think when you, um, I want to call out specifically like mom and grandma who are cooking, because those are the ones that don't eat all day, right? They're just like, oh, I'm too stressed to eat. So much is going on. And then they might sit down or they might sit down and eat a lot, or they're the ones that pass by and grab like a, a cheese and cracker and then keep moving on. So if you're the one that's in charge of the meal, like put yourself first and sit down and have something if you're hungry. Yes, I feel like the the people that are cooking, which is kind of half me at this point, I do half the cooking, but you're grazing as you're cooking. And then when it's time to eat the real delicious meal, you're not hungry because you've been having bites of what you're cooking all day, which is not, I don't think it's as delicious and satisfying as the actual Thanksgiving meal or the holiday meal where you have the potatoes and the meat and the gravy and the salad and all the things. Um, so, and that's because they probably didn't start their day with a balanced high protein breakfast. That's why there's grazing all day. So this kind of goes back to one of our, you know, forever top tips is start your day with a high protein balanced breakfast. Cause that solves a lot of problems for real. Um, <laughs> so that's a non-holiday bonus tip for you. Start your day with a high protein balanced breakfast. Um, but yeah, use a plate and eat seated. If there's no seats, I get it. Sometimes there's more people than seats, but you can be a lot more mindful and you can tune into your hunger fullness cues a lot better if you're eating off a plate and you're eating seated with your feet grounded. So grab a plate and avoid standing next to the dips because that's a hard, it's a hard thing to pass off. Uh, but enjoy those dips because they are delicious and all foods fit. Uh, the next tip is one of my favorites. And I think you mentioned you love this one too, is don't finish something you don't like. <laughs> At a lot of these social events, there it's, it's like potluck style where people bring things and you're like, ooh, look at all these things. And there might be like 12 million options. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much food. Um, and you might grab a little bite of everything. You might put a little bit of everything on your plate. And I don't know why, but you might take a bite of something and you don't even like it. And then you'll finish it just because it's there. And I want to give you permission if you take a bite of something and you don't love it, you don't have to finish it and you can throw it out. You can. I don't like to waste, but sometimes you have to make that choice where it's best to just throw it out than to finish something that you don't even like. I talk about that point right there with my clients a lot. And I had to come to terms with this myself where I hate wasting food. My grandmother was like, we use the stems of the celery. Like we use every single tiny piece of every food ever. So I really had to overcome that wasteful mindset. But I really kind of turned the narrative to say, I'm either wasting it by putting it in the garbage or I'm wasting it by eating it and then feeling like uncomfortable because I ate something I didn't even care for, care for and now I'm overly full. So I really think either way, it's going to waste one way or the other. So don't feel bad if the waste happens to be in the garbage can. Right, right. And if you 
truly hate wasting, like you cannot handle it, you refuse to put food in the garbage, if you don't know if you like something or not, just grab a tablespoon amount to sample. Think like a Costco sample or a Sam's Club sample where they only give you a tiny bite. Just grab that amount, put it on your plate, and if you don't like it, there's nothing to waste because you only plated yourself a tiny bite and then no waste happens. And guess what? If you taste it and you're like, that was the best thing ever, that's what you go get more of um, once you know what you like. And scoping out your options ahead of time is a great way to avoid waste. So scope out all your options. If it's a huge potluck and 40 different people brought something, instead of just grabbing a plate and start it and getting in line and putting everything on your plate, just walk around, scope out all your options. That's a tip that I mention almost every single time we talk about the holidays. I try not to put things on my plate that I can have all the time, like cheese cubes. Like, I love cheese, but at Thanksgiving, I'm not going to waste my fullness on a cheese cube. I'm going to crush some gravy for sure. I always use the dinner roll example. I'm like, I can literally have a dinner roll whenever I want. I've had it multiple times this year already. I'm going to skip the dinner roll and go for the sweet potato casserole that I don't get as frequently. Right. Let's move on. So another one, alternating alcohol and water. Again, if your goal is to have a great time and feel the booze, then really let loose. Yeah, you don't have to do this, right? We talked about this when we first started this episode. The holidays are whatever you want it to be, right? If you just want to eat all the foods and drink all the drinks and feel like crap the next day, great. That's that's your choice. But if you want to feel good, if you want to somewhat stay in line with your goals, highly recommend alternating alcohol with water or maybe it's like a sparkling seltzer or there's a lot of fancy non-alcoholic, non-sugary drinks now. I know some of our clients even like mixing water with the true lemon packets because, you know, they taste good, uh, but they're not adding a bunch of sugar. My quick tip is like, if you feel like pressured to drink around the holidays because that's the kind of family you have use like a poppy you know use one of those like fun sparkling drinks and put it in a glass and they'll never know they'll think you're having a spritz just like they are (laughs) right yeah putting things in a glass or what are those things that you put your beer in um like a koozie is that what it's called Oh, like a koozie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then people don't know what you're drinking. Personally, like I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that like hides that I'm not drinking because I don't care what people think. I know many people struggle with that acceptance of like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm not drinking or whatever. I just don't care. And hopefully that inspires you to just not care what people think because I don't. And I mentioned this on the podcast I think we did that I did a year ago around Christmas and it was how to say no to food pushers or people pressuring you during the holidays and just know that if people are pressuring you to do things like eat more, drink more, you know, kind of those less healthy behaviors, oftentimes it's because of their own insecurities. So when you can remind yourself that they're pushing you to do things because of their own insecurities, it makes you, it's easier to say no to those things. And you're like, this is not even about me. This is about them and their insecurities. So I'm going to do what, what feels best for me. Um, 
you know, the, the example I'd like to give, and I'm going to try to not rant on, cut me off if we need to, Sam, is the pizza example, right? You go out to eat with people and, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to be healthier. So maybe you order like a salmon salad instead of like, you know, fries and burgers and beer. And people are like, no, come on, like get a burger and fries and beer. And it's because they want you to order that because by you ordering a salmon salad, they feel insecure about their own choices. They might feel bad themselves about eating the burger and fries because you're making a healthy choice and now they feel bad about themselves because they are not. But if everyone orders the unhealthy things, no one feels bad about themselves. So just know that sometimes, like I said, if people are pressuring you to do unhealthy behaviors, it's often because they want to feel good. They don't want to feel bad about themselves. And I don't want people to feel bad for ordering a burger and fries. I had a burger and fries last week, okay? Everybody knows I love me a JL Beers Columbia burger, okay, and Parmesan garlic fries. So I'm not saying that I want everybody to feel bad that's ordering unhealthy food. I do those things once in a while. But don't let people make you feel bad about your healthier behaviors, especially around the holidays, if that's what you choose to do. Rant over. <laughs> I think this kind of goes into like a, a future tip we have, but setting boundaries like you what you're saying is like you're setting a boundary with this family member friend significant other to say i i'm not interested in that thing right now but thank you for offering you know and you're just you're doing it in a very polite way but you're setting a boundary to say this is this is my boundary right now and this is what i am choosing i am in control of that decision and i'm not going to let you pressure me into deciding otherwise if that's truly what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the very first episodes of this podcast. If you guys go back in time to like the first 10 episodes and it's all about how to respond to these people, like how to actually say like, oh, thanks for offering. I'll have some later. Oh, thanks for offering. Can I take it to go? <laughs> right? It's all these nicer ways of saying no rather than like no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that you Me said too. setting boundaries. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to that one and save um, the next tip for uh, our next point: managing stress during the holidays. So for some people, the holidays are like a nice magical break where maybe they work less and it's less stressful, and it's just a bunch of magical holiday scented candles and Christmas movies. And for some people, the holidays are a complete stressful gong show. It's just a bunch of added stress and it's their least favorite time of year for whatever reason. And one of the best ways to manage stress during the holidays, unfortunately, it's not a pedicure. It's setting boundaries and saying, <laughs> though highly recommend a holiday pedicure. I got one two days ago. Um, toes are nice and red, but set boundaries. There is so much going on. You'll probably get invited to a million things and it's important for your mental and physical health to just set boundaries and say no. If you feel overwhelmed with the list of things you need to do during the holidays, especially if you're a mom buying gifts for the teachers and these people and these people and these people, like you might just have to set some boundaries and say no for your own mental health and self-care. One of the best things you can do, just say no. I, yeah, I recommend making a list of all of the 
things that you have to do, like physically taking out a piece of paper, writing everything down, all the events, maybe all the gifts you feel like you have to buy, all the groceries you have to buy for the Thanksgiving meal that you're hosting, and really just start prioritizing what is most important to you. You know, if the work event potluck thing is not at the top of your list, great. We're going to skip that one this year. And, you know, but if you're like really excited about the cookie exchange you're going to do with some of your friends, great. We make time for that. So really just taking inventory of what you do have going on in the next couple weeks and really highlighting what feels most important to you. Mm -hmm. And delegating tasks. You write that list and maybe circle one or two that someone else can take on for you. Maybe your spouse, maybe you have some teenage kids that can handle a few of these items. Um, So really asking for help is another really great way to manage stress because a lot of times we try to do everything ourselves because maybe we can do it faster. Maybe we can do it better. Maybe we don't just want to bother people. But ask for help, set boundaries, say no. It's a game changer. Even if you do it one once more than you did last year, because it's really hard. It's really hard, but it feels so good when you actually do it. So we challenge you this holiday season to set a boundary or say no or ask for help at least one time. And when you do, just know that we're there in the back of your mind giving you a high five. Two final tips for your 10 healthful holiday tips. This next one is short and sweet. Keep moving your body. Sometimes your gym is closed during the holiday season, depending. But if your gym is closed, find other ways to move your body. Go for a walk outside. Hopefully it's not negative 40. But just find other ways to move your body and not to earn your food. I really want to make sure that we say that. Just thinking about it, just, ah, you don't have to earn your food. You don't have to earn your food. You are not a dog. Please don't exercise during the holidays to earn more food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it really, it and when you think about like the, the baseline of it, you can't out-exercise your Thanksgiving meal. So just don't try, like don't do it for that reason. Do it because it feels good. Do it because you wanna get some fresh air after you've been sitting inside with 20 people in this small little living room. Do it because your family is that 5K family on the holidays. I can't relate, awesome for you guys if that's what you decide, but do it because it feels good. So maybe you and your sister decide to do a Zumba class or you just get outside and get go for a walk or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be excruciating. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Just get some movement to feel good. Yeah, we're just going to leave it at that before I go on a whole rant. And then our final tip. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It just like breaks my heart. It really does. And that's why I can't even get into it uh, because we're, we're running mm-hmm. low on time here. But last one is get back on track as soon as possible. So Thanksgiving in the States obviously is on a Thursday in Canada. It's a Monday, but we're going to talk about American Thanksgiving. It's on a Thursday. So if you overindulge, if you're like... I'm going to eat all the things. Great. Whatever. Get back on track right away. Like Friday. Don't wait until Monday. We, 
we tell our clients follow fun with fuel. So a fun meal would be something that maybe is a little, you know, less healthy. Maybe you just overate a little bit. It's just get back on track right away. If you have way too many mashed potatoes with gravy, or maybe you had three pieces of pie on Thanksgiving, don't beat yourself up for it. Don't starve yourself the next day. Don't fast. And also, don't keep doing that for three more days. You're going to feel physically worse and mentally worse. Just get back on track at the next meal or snack. So if Thanksgiving meal is your last meal of the Thursday, you wake up on Friday, you have your balanced high protein breakfast because that's how you win the day. You start with a high protein balanced breakfast and you go for a walk and you just move on with your life. Yeah. I wanted to emphasize too, the getting back on track means getting back to your normal routine because those habits are good habits, hopefully, right? That's that's the goal is that you get back to what your normal routine looks like because that's already a very balanced lifestyle. So you don't have to restrict. You don't have to skip meals. You don't have to eat just chicken and salad. But also, like Danny said, don't go back for three more pieces of pile because that's not your normal, right? That's not you what you do on a day to day. So getting back on trap just means go back to what your normal routine looks like. And the bottom line is to wrap things up is one day is not going to make or break mm -hmm. your health or your fat loss efforts or whatever health related goals you have. Maybe you're training for a race or whatever it may be. One day is not going to change that. But we have to get back on track right away in order for that to be true. If we start overindulging on Thanksgiving and we don't get back on track till the new year, well, that's five to six weeks worth of unhealthy behaviors. And now we're starting the new year in a worse place than where we were in early November. So again, one day, one unhealthy deep fried meal isn't going to make you unhealthy and it's not going to make you gain weight. Just like one kale salad isn't going to improve your cholesterol and make you healthier and create fat loss. It's all about the things that we do consistently over time that matter most. I think our clients are so sick of that word, but they understand it. <laughs> hopefully. And if not, maybe go back to Sam and I's episode effort versus consistency. Cause I think that episode <laughs> has really struck people. It just, it just makes sense to them. They're like, Oh, like I am putting in effort, but I'm not putting in relentless, consistent effort with the things that are going to help me be successful. But now we're getting on a tangent about an old episode and we want to move forward. We want to move forward into this holiday season with confidence and we want to have a great time. So just remember one day is not going to make or break your health or your results. Hopefully these healthful tips were helpful for you and we hope you have a happy American Thanksgiving. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.